1: To you
2: now, Sandy Beach, Beach and Company Hello, 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 it is, I'm just writing something down, if you don't mind, thank you very much It is Beach and Company and I'm Sandy Beach and I have a spoiler alert, a spoiler alert And this is especially for one member of our audience, Tony Calagiri Tony, I want you to put your fingers in those little Italian ears of yours Because I'm about to say something that's going to ruin your day are you ready?
3: Go for it.
2: Okay. Seinfeld. <laughs> last night uh, on Netflix, the new Seinfeld stand-up. Okay, Tony, you can take your, your hands out of your ears now.
3: I'm sorry. Were you talking?
2: Yeah. No, I, no, I wasn't <laughs> saying anything. Uh, last night on Netflix, uh, I watched, uh, the uh, along with uh, Bernadette, the uh, woman who has a particular set of skills, and one of them is laughing at Seinfeld doing stand-up, okay? Okay. Uh, and uh, Buzzy, uh, did, you see, uh, did you see Seinfeld, too?
4: Yeah, watched most of it in, in segments uh, throughout the day, watched okay. uh, most of it.
2: I'll give you my opinion and then you can give me yours. Sounds I always great. go first, okay, because my name's on the sign, so that's why I get to go first. Uh, first of all, it was very professional, his timing is fantastic. And the audience loves Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld is in a position like Bob Hope used to be. That when Bob Hope would walk out on a stage, people already loved Bob Hope. And and so no, no matter what material he was using, they loved him. And I think it's the same thing with Seinfeld. People love Seinfeld, including us. Uh, I've, I've seen every episode of uh, Seinfeld probably 10, 20 times. I still laugh at them. And so I can hardly wait for Seinfeld. As I said, professional, well done. Out of his whole set, maybe one joke flopped, and it wasn't that bad. It was, it was okay, but it wasn't up to the rest of it. I would say that it was good, but it wasn't great. Because we set the bar so high for Seinfeld that uh, if anybody else was doing his set and did it as well as he did it, we'd be very happy. Hey, check this guy out. He's really funny. But because of Seinfeld, we hold him to a higher expectation. So I'm saying he was good, but I, I, I don't think he was great. Okay, what's your opinion?
4: Yeah, you know, what Sandy, it's funny you say that. I think there were some jokes that had me laughing. Don't don't not going to lie, had me laughing. But the anticipation and the fact that he is Jerry Seinfeld adds to it. Right? I mean, like you said, if it was some random person, oh, yeah, this guy's got some good material. He's got promise. Uh but this is Jerry Seinfeld, and you know you, you had the the excitement of, of seeing it, and he's to a point now where he does stand up. You're going to enjoy it because it's yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Absolutely. It reminds you of the little skits between uh, shows uh, on the show back in the '90s. So yeah, I would say, like you said, I think Jim Norton is a great comedian. I think Jerry Seinfeld was good uh, in this Netflix special.
2: Yeah, you know who who else is great and. Normally, I wouldn't like this kind of a stand-up, but I do, and he's very funny, is uh, Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan. He is very funny. Uh, you you uh, sit there and watch, uh, and there's like three or four stand, uh, stand-ups from Gaffigan uh, on Netflix, and they're all funny. You can watch him one after another after another, and he does the thing on the CBS uh, News on Sunday morning from 9 to 10.30, and how he is now... Uh, stuck in his house with his five kids and his wife. Very funny. Uh, yeah, Seinfeld's stuff was about uh, the difference between men and women. And uh, uh, he's 65. He said he was 65 years old. Boy, it's hard to believe it, isn't it, that he's 65?
4: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> A, he looks good for 65, but yeah, wow. Well,
2: I, I'm used to seeing him on his sitcom, of course, where he's got the bicycle hanging up on the wall and stuff. And, and hair. Uh, Yeah, and he's single. uh, He's not married. uh, But uh, it was a good show and well worth watching. And uh, I'll watch anything Seinfeld does. uh, But it wasn't quite to the level we expect of Seinfeld. So that's it. You know, he set the level that high. And uh, it's difficult to achieve it every day. It's kind of like the problem I have. You know, I have to leave half of my jokes in the living room before I can get in here. So I go back any time if I'm ever sick. I'll just go to the various rooms and collect the jokes I've dropped off on my way to here. Do you believe we? Uh, this will be the end of the seventh week we've been remote like this. It's crazy. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't seem like. Uh, if, if you would ask me, I'd have said three or four. It's seven weeks.
3: It just seems uh, like everything's blended together. Every day is is the same. The it's Groundhog Day.
2: The seasons. You look out the window and you wonder where the snow is. Of course, you can't use that as an example because we're supposed to get some um, by Friday. Uh, but it, the seasons blending together. The time is blending together it's weird it's just like we it's like we're we're killing time waiting for time to begin again
3: well you know how we've got the uh, covid 19 going on the Wuhan uh, virus and now we're hearing about these uh murder uh, hornets that the are, are hornets. going so it's like the whole year we're, we're you know is this the apocalypse and to top it all off we got Danny neverth on the hotline
2: Danny neverth on the hotline oh life doesn't get any better than that hello Dan
0: hey you know what i am a unique person i really am a unique person i never realized this before but i read in the newspaper all of the people who have been laid off in broadcasting and and here's the deal okay Here's here's why i'm so unique okay yeah they would say that someone's show was
2: eliminated okay Yeah. yeah they would they would
0: say that Someone was
2: furloughed. I love that
0: word. Someone
2: was... Furloughed. Yeah, that's that's a new one. They never used to use that, but yeah, furloughed. And then
0: and then then there were some other people who were laid off temporarily, uh, going on a uh, three week vacation without pay or whatever. Okay, all these things, and my name was mentioned in there. And of all the people that that are no longer in broadcasting during this whole thing, I'm the only one who got fired.
2: Well, you know why? It's a, what I was just talking about, Seinfeld. Dan, you are the leader of all broadcasters before, during, and after in uh, in New York. So that when anything happens to you, you don't want to be like everybody else. You don't want to be furloughed. Yeah, you're fired is better, especially in radio, because we all get fired. Well, you know, you were my
0: boss for a period of time, a couple of times. Uh, do you ever? did you ever consider firing me come on be honest, be honest no
2: no not really I I considered throwing you out the window of my office but never firing you
0: <laughs> hey, you know what during during everybody's getting kind of uptight I think you realize that you see that, that sure you're out you know if you're out somewhere you you just notice it okay a couple of things Driving, when you, there's not a lot of traffic on the highway. That's a good thing, okay? Not a lot of traffic. But when you do see traffic, they're in a hurry. Where are they going?
2: Yeah, in a hurry to go nowhere because wherever they're going, it's closed. Okay. S- now, and I
0: saw something very unique. I've never noticed this before. You can't go into the bank. You can't go to my bank because you have to make a reservation to go inside.
2: Yeah, same with our bank, yeah. Yeah. But with you, the difference is, at your bank, they send a car for you.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, and, and besides, it's kind of scary to go into a bank wearing a mask.
2: Yeah. That,
0: yeah well, okay, so I go to the drive-thru. Now, there are a lot of people, obviously, that have to do their banking, and they go to the drive-thru. So there are two lanes. Now, I pull in, and there's probably six cars in front of me Three and three. So I look, and then there's not only three and three, but there's another guy, and I had never noticed this before, and this is brilliant on his part, okay? He parks in the middle of the three and three. So he can go this way or he can go that way, okay? And so what I did was I eased up alongside of him, so that he couldn't get into the one lane. And, and I kept looking over at him and he wouldn't look at
2: me. See? So you uh, you impeded a man who goes both ways. I, I think that's good. You're standing up for truth, justice, and the American way. And Dan, um, you know, with these stimulus uh, checks uh, out now, first of all, did you get one? Uh, And uh, I I would find it hard to believe that anybody that was working two and a half minutes a day, which was your shift at (laughs) (laughs) WEC I don't think there's anything on the chart for two and a half minutes a day, is there? Well, wait a minute. Now, see, I don't even have that job anymore. I was fired. I I know you were fired. Uh, So anyway, what I was going to ask is, the bank asked me to ask you if you could bring some money back so that they could uh, cash those stimulus checks. (laughs) <laughs> now,
0: you know what? You always paint this image of me as being fabulously wealthy.
2: Yes. Down to my last $3 million. I know. Isn't that terrible when that happens? I, I've applied when the, uh, when the municipal uh, buildings are open here in Pendleton. I'm going to apply to uh, be adopted as your grandson. <laughs> <laughs> hey. that's, the, that's the job I want.
0: You're
2: <laughs> Always great talking to me. Yes, I'm sure. Thanks. Don't ever call us again. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny is that story he told about the guy parking in the middle. Exactly the same thing happened to us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've only been out of the house twice and never out of the car, but, but uh, went to the bank to deposit a, a check. And the bottom line is the same exact thing happened as the two lanes became one. Some guy was parked in the middle, and we commented, "Look at this! I mean, uh, you got to be civil, but somebody's always trying to get there ahead of you." Let's take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBN. It is uh, Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach, along with Tony Caligiri and Joseph Beamer. And uh, my whole life, I've been observant. I look at things and and see see things in there that. Most people would just oh, okay. I saw that and I'm gonna move on. But with me, I mean, it's like, uh, oh, I could make a joke out of that. Well, I saw something this morning, and and I know. First of all, I can tell you right now that some of you are are probably going to go tisk tisk. Why is he saying things like this? Okay, and it's not personal. You got to understand, it is not personal. It's just an observation. All right. This morning I was watching Fox and Friends on, strangely enough, Fox, and uh, they were interviewing a person uh, and they had the split screen, you know, and uh, these two people were obviously not in the same room. They're in separate places. One of them is either on the set at Fox or at his house. Uh, The other, I don't know where, but they had the little frame around both of them. So they were not together and uh, the fact that they're not together means that the uh, the angle of the camera wouldn't be exactly the same the lighting wouldn't be exactly the same so it could be uh, uh, that this person was a victim of circumstances okay uh, and as i said it, it is no harm <laughs> i am not try- i'm not trying to be a smart guy I'm not, because I'm not. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, uh, just just a bad boy. No, I saw this morning on television the scariest looking nun I have ever seen in my life. Let me just tell you what I saw. Okay, I'm looking up at the screen, and uh, uh, first of all, Steve Ducey is on the left-hand side. The nun is on the right-hand side. She's twice the size of Steve Ducey. Looked like uh, she could be wearing a, a running back number easily, twice the size. Huge shoulders. I mean, monstrous shoulders. And here's the scary part is she was wearing a habit, all right? She was wearing a habit, and it was very tight around the features of her face so that all you saw was the mouth and the eyes. You didn't see ears. You didn't see cheeks. You didn't see eyebrows. All you saw were eyes and a mouth. And when she uh, when she talked, maybe a little bit of teeth. That's it. And I'm just telling you, it was scary. It really was. Uh, now, I, I don't know. Maybe it was the ang- camera angle. Uh, Bernie, come here. <laughs> now, Bernie, you saw the same thing I did. Uh, am I exaggerating?
5: You're not exaggerating, but I can tell you did not go to Catholic school growing up.
2: Oh, uh, okay. well, they were all wearing uh, their habits then. Yeah, I understand that. She
5: looked just like the teachers that we had, and that's why we all learned, because we
0: were very
2: afraid. Well, it. I'm, I'm looking at her, and she's talking, okay, and uh, the big feature that you saw were her eyes. And they looked like two giant eggs. <laughs> I'm not making any of this up. And the and she had rosy, rosy, rosy cheeks. And when she was looking at the camera, she wasn't looking at the camera. She was staring at the camera. So it's almost like, hmm, who's this cameraman? Didn't I have him in third grade? I think he's got ruler marks on his knuckles uh, from being in my class. So I don't mean any disrespect. I truly don't. I'm just saying that... It was really a scary moment. Either of you guys ever see anything like that?
3: Uh, No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to get in on this with me, do you? Hey, I'm willing to share the check with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, no no disrespect. I'm just telling you what I saw. But, boy, if you were in fourth grade and she was your teacher, you would get your homework done in time. Yeah, you behaved. (laughs) Yeah, I guarantee it. All right, let's see. uh, What else is uh, going on? Uh Tony, I've just said uh, good news. I I've just found a way to uh, make sure you don't get any Jello and and uh, Marshmallow. marshmallows <laughs> I- on your floor anymore. You want to know how? How? Have your daughter move to another house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? She snuck food in her room and it got all over the floor.
3: Yeah, she's had a habit lately of uh, trying to sneak uh, goodies into her bedroom and leaves a mess. I've found chocolate on the walls and her chocolate sheets. On the walls? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So last night, Nick uh, was searching for something in her room, and he goes, "Dad, you might want to come check this out." <laughs> and that's not a good thing when you hear your kids say no, that. No,
2: when your son says you might want to check it check it out, that's not a, that's not a good deal. Was, was it hard to get out?
3: Well, I had to do a lot of scrubbing, and you All know, right, well, so yeah, father. some elbow grease.
2: You are a good daddy. I'm trying. All right, when we come back, we've got some uh, something to talk about. I hope you're interested in. On News Radio 930 WBEN.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here.
2: Anyway, we are back with The Beach & Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Uh, Got an email here from Gina Latuca from the SPCA. Uh, I love her her new last name. I I think it's great. Doesn't it sound like an Italian dish? Wait a minute. She is an Italian dish. Oh! Ah, thank you. Thank you. Try the veal. We'll be here all week. And uh, the SPCA is uh, doing a little fundraiser deal called Are You a Fanimal? Now, it's a little too long for me to explain it just uh, verbally right now, but we posted it on the Facebook page, on the Sandy Beach Facebook page, and see if you are a fanimal, and of course, any proceeds from this go to very good cause, and that would be the SPCA. All right, let's get rocking and rolling. Some questions. Uh, One of them I've had in the uh, standby on-deck circle for a few days, and the other one, I got started by seeing something that happened uh, yesterday specifically, but I'm asking if the police uh, should enforce the the rules uh, regarding uh, social distancing, masks, things like that, Uh, and and, uh, just the rules of what businesses are not allowed to be open right now. Should the uh, police enforce it? Now, there was a, a tragic story uh, within the last week, I'm thinking. A security guard uh, tried to enforce one of the things at a grocery store and got shot and killed. I mean, very serious things. And uh, I think it was like two days ago I noticed online that the uh, police union in New York City, which is uh, the heart of, uh, of all of the, uh, uh, the problems that we have here with uh, the virus, the police union does not want the policemen to have to enforce it, uh, simply because uh, people take it personally, oh, I've been cooped up in my house and you're pushing me around, isn't it uh, great to have a badge, you know, all of this stuff, and the police see the, the danger and it's been seen that there are, there are dangers, so the police union doesn't want the police to enforce it. Now, if you have a law that's not enforced, you don't have a law. Uh, that's one thing. And then there was a story yesterday that was all over uh, cable for sure, is a woman owns a beauty salon in, da- in the Dallas area. And uh, they've been out about the same time everybody else has been out. And uh, obviously she owns the salon, so she is taking a financial beating. And so she decided, uh, I'm, I just can't take this anymore. i got to be able to feed my kids. Uh, so she got people at work for her on uh, they volunteered to come in nobody was forced to she got uh, masks and gloves and all that stuff but the uh, the police had told her that um, uh, she could not open because it was not allowed and uh, she just opened anyway okay then later there was a court order presented to her and she tore it up she tore it up and uh, and the ju- the judge, uh, uh, you know, reprimanded her and she said, I don't think it's selfish. I'm trying to feed my children, which, you, you know, you, you can understand. If, if you really don't have food for your children, you're liable to do anything for them. Uh, and so naturally, everybody, including the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas, came down on her side. Uh, they wanted to put pressure on the judge. The judge says... No, uh, you won't put any pressure. He remanded her to jail for a week. Uh, so she is in jail now for a week. Now, a couple of things. Obviously, a woman trying to feed her children uh, who is trying to uh, go by the rules except open the store. She uh, uh, wanted to open her store, but she had the, uh, the paraphernalia, the gloves, the mask, all of that stuff uh, for her employees. Uh, but when you tear up a court order right in front of the police, that's not going to have a good ending. Uh, even though uh, people will understand perfectly that uh, you're distraught, but you got to think of the kids. The kids aren't going to be uh, uh, taken care of uh, by you. They're going to be taken care of by somebody else while you spend a week in jail. So I, I think she was absolutely, the police overreacted, but I think she overreacted too. And then the consideration is that if if you don't if if you let her walk on this after tearing up a court order right in front of the police then why even go out in the street and try and police it you you can't do it i mean it's sad i can imagine um uh, her i can understand her doing it but it was the wrong thing to do there have to be another way around it Uh, but that's the way it is Uh, so i'm asking should the police enforce the rules, such as masks. If, if you have a rule that you have to have, and it depends on what state you're in, what uh, community, what county you're in, I guess. If you're supposed to have a mask on and you don't, maybe the first time you should get some kind of warning, but if it's a second time, maybe a small fine, something. Otherwise, why have any rules if they're not going to be enforced? And the second is any anything like that. Obviously, I think almost all of us would sympathize for the woman, but you have to understand that without law, we have anarchy. Now, that may seem like a bit of an overstatement because here's a woman trying to protect her kids. Uh, That's what she said, and I'll take her at her word for that. And I, I sympathize, and I would support her. If they were taking a collection, I would give to it. But I'm saying you can't really come down on the police because they're enforcing a law that they're supposed to be enforcing. Uh, So I want to know, should the police be enforcing those rules? And the second is, today is the National Day of Prayer. I think it would be wonderful if sometime, no matter what your religious affiliation is, no matter whether you consider yourself super religious, whether you're not religious at all, uh, it would be nice if sometime in this 24-hour period, uh, a a prayer was said uh, for the welfare of those suffering from the virus and protect the rest of us who aren't suffering from it because we may run into it somewhere down the line. Uh, Do you believe in something like this? Nobody's going to force you to say anything or do anything. It's strictly up to you. And what you say and what you do is also up to you. So I'd like your opinion on should the police enforce these rules with maybe a small fine. Uh, Jail seems extremely... um, Extremely over the top, but I think it was an over the top situation in Dallas. And the National Day of Prayer—is uh, that a good idea? Eight zero three zero nine three zero one eight hundred six one six nine two three six and Star nine thirty. Uh, two two basic questions: uh, Should mask enforcement and the, the rules? Uh, regarding uh, social engineering, not uh, social distancing, not social engineering, social distancing and uh, the various equipment and whether your store is allowed to be open. Should the police uh, enforce that? Should there be a warnings given first and maybe a small fine, yay or nay? And also, today is the National Day of Prayer. Uh, what do you think of that? I think that's a great idea. And it doesn't matter what religion or if, or if you're a member of any religion. Just the thought of uh, sending the word up there that uh, we could use a little help here. Uh, I think it's a good idea. 803 930 616-9236, star 930. Let us go to line four. This is Mike in West Seneca. Mike, you're on WBEN.
0: Thanks, hey Danny. Thanks for taking my call. Just real quick, um, I get the mask, I get the distancing and everything like that. It's the right thing to do, wash your hands and everything. But I want to tell you something. My wife and I were out, were out to Lowe's and a liquor store on Saturday, and it was unbelievably packed.
2: And yeah, I know. I know somebody who owns a liquor store and said that there it's a very brisk business. Yes. Uh, okay.
0: And, I mean, there's no way people are six feet apart. And the other thing is, I watched Mario Cuomo on Tuesday and Wednesday, and. If I was a news reporter, I would ask him, you know, you close all the barber shops and all the hair salons. Who cut your hair yesterday? Because Tuesday he had long hair. Wednesday he had a real short haircut.
2: Well, if you can talk to Mario Cuomo, we'd like to uh, have you do it on this show because he's dead. Um,
0: our Andrew Cuomo, that's why.
2: <laughs> Everybody does that. Oh, so he had, I think his, uh, I heard that his brother offered to cut it. I don't know if he let his brother cut his hair or not. But so he, he's had a haircut. Well, anybody can do that. I mean, even though I come from a long line of barbers, anybody with a pair of scissors can try and cut it anyway. <laughs> All right, that's a good question, and thank you for calling. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, I didn't notice the length of his hair. Uh, it's not something I noticed. I, I have cut, uh, I've done, some, because my relatives are barbers, were barbers, my grandfather was a barber, had his own shop, My Uncle Tony had his own shop. My uh, cousin Sonny had his shop. My Uncle Bruno had a shop. My grandfather taught all of them, okay? I figured that, how hard can this be? And uh, once uh, I was out at the barn with my horse and my wife's horse and her forelock. You know what a forelock is? It's the hair that comes down from the top of the head of the horse down near the eyes, okay? That's the forelock. And I'm, uh, it was looking a little long. And I said to, I said to Susan, it was her horse, I said, um, why don't you, you mind if I give a try and just tidy up the, the hair a little bit, okay? She said, okay. So I got a pair of scissors and, and, a, and a curry comb, and I, I combed it out. And then I just took the hair at the bottom and held onto it, and I took the scissors and cut a parallel line right like that. I figured I'm going to give her some bangs. The horse is going to have bangs. So I clip, clip, clip. And then I had her shake her head. You know, horses do that all the time. <laughs> she obviously didn't like it, and I can understand why. She looked like Dutch boy paint. Uh, you know the, the uh, li- a logo for Dutch boy paint? It's got a flat uh, set of, uh, of bangs in the front. The horse looked at me like, how could you do this to me? What did I ever do to you? I, you know, and uh, it's, I gave up um, cutting hair after that. It's a lot more involved than that. That's my only hair cutting story I have out of my entire career. Let's go to Wade in Cheektowaga. Wade, you're on W B E N. Hello, Wade. Wade is on line one. Hello, Sandy. Hello, Wade. There you are. I knew you'd show up. Uh, what's on your mind today, Wade? Well, the rest of
5: the story on that uh, on that hairdresser in Dallas, uh, she she also got a seven thousand dollar fine along with jail time.
2: Yeah, she got a week in jail. I, I was not aware of the fine, so she got fined seven thousand. Oh, dollars wow, that's pretty serious stuff. Well, I I I you know we're all rooting for the woman with the kid, but if you don't have law and and you turn out to have laws that aren't enforced, it's the same thing as not having law. Yep. You can end up with anarchy.
5: But the thing is that the Democratic judge, and he let out, uh, I don't know how many felons out of jail.
2: Oh, so he let felons out because of the trend to let felons out, uh, but he nailed the woman. Well, I think that tearing it up in front of a, law, uh, a court order in front of a law enforcement officer is not a good idea. There had to be other ways to do it.
5: Oh, and I understand that, but uh, but just the irony of the whole thing. Uh, here he's letting out felons who who immediately get out and start start
2: committing crimes again. Yeah.
5: And uh, yet, yeah, she's trying to get get the money to take care of her kids, and here she gets he, he gives her a week and a seven thousand dollar fine.
2: Yeah, I I understand what you're saying, and I can't disagree. It it seems like an injustice, and I think that if they had, um, if she had not done that so publicly, they might have come to some kind of accommodation, uh, because I don't I don't think the judge relished throwing her in jail, mother of several kids, uh, but I, I don't think he had much choice. And regarding the felon uh, thing, I'm not I'm very much against that. Hey, thanks for the call, Wade. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hear Rush Limbaugh's uh, parade is about to come by on News Radio 930. This is WBEN.